Welcome to the Sometimes Funny Podcast, Podcast, Podcast. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. What's up, guys? How's it going? Welcome back. Welcome back, welcome back uh, to the Sometimes Funny Podcast, where we talk about a bunch of random shit. And sometimes we're serious, sometimes we're funny, sometimes we don't know what the fuck we're talking about. But all the times, our heart's in the right place, and we we are trying to better the world and also bring some smiles to y'all's ugly little faces. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. <laughs> Today we're going to talk about, um, among other things, uh, Trump's 100 days. Uh, so let's start it off. I thought we'd start it off with something interesting. Um, obviously, we probably don't think that Trump had a good 100 days. Uh, but I thought we'd start it off with what we think that he did well at in the first 100 days of his presidency. So with that, um, go ahead and lead us off, Marlon. Insert small and silent. <laughs> Crickets. Back to you, Matt. <laughs> no, for real. You have to think of something. Um, what did, what did Trump do, honestly, that you thought that he uh, did well at? He stayed alive. He's alive. His Kudos. heart's beating. Um, His little Cheeto heart. I like that he acknowledged that being president wasn't as easy as he thought it was going to be. <laughs> that, this is going to be hard. <laughs> that, to whatever this is extent, be hard. humanized him. He was like, yeah, I thought yeah. my old job, uh, I thought this job would be easier than my old job, but it's not. It's more work. Like, yeah, motherfucker, <laughs> you represent the free nation. So, yeah, no, it isn't, brother. But not a lot I can think of. But in his defense, it's not a lot that I can say that he has done that's just been like, how dare he? This really? is dead ass wrong. Yeah, because, like. The Senate been shutting his ass down on a lot of stuff. Yeah, so. and judges. Yeah. And, so okay. it's not a whole lot that I can just be like he came in and effed up so far, but I can say he hadn't made as much progress as he sold that he would make right. in his campaign. Which is a good thing. But what about you? What do you <laughs> think, man? Um, so his first 100 days, the thing that I think that he did the best at, and this is going to sound weird, is flip flop. Flip flop? Flip flop. He's flipped flopped on a lot of things. Now, I think that's good because it shows that he's willing to listen to people that are smarter than him. Is he willing to listen or did he just get overpowered and had no option but to roll with the punches? I don't know. Do you know? It seems to me like he's been getting overturned and he just got to roll with. What's going on? Because even with uh, with um, the healthcare act, when he didn't get get his way, so to say, he said that that wasn't the first thing he wanted to focus on anyway. But that yes, he's VP, a whiny little bitch. His VP and others in his cabinet forced him to make that the first thing. So, I mean, I think he acknowledges our loss. But he always has a follow-up on why he yeah. lost. You know? I don't think he acknowledges a loss at all. I think he's 
very quick to blame instead of take the loss on himself. But what he has done, he's done multiple times, is change from his crazy-ass opinions in the campaign into a more, you know, realistic, more uh, expert-backed opinions. And... I'm grateful for that. I don't know if that's a good thing or a character flaw or whatever, but I'm glad that he's not as crazy as he campaigned to be. Because I was worried that we are literally, you know, going to have to fight against, you know, a dictatorship or authoritative. I mean, we still are in some ways, but in a lot of ways, I feel like he's chilled out. Yeah, I agree. Um I think that him in any in any situation, either you will humble yourself or you'll be humbled by your environment. Right. And I think he's being humbled as opposed to humbling himself yeah. independently. But either way, it's happening. So, I don't know. That's his – but to give him credit, like, okay, so he recently just talked to the – Prime Minister of Canada and the President of Mexico, and they convinced him that there's no that NAFTA, the North American Trade uh, Free Trade Agreement, is actually a good thing and it helps us. And he said, and he that was one of the first things that he wanted to get rid of in this campaign. But he decided really recently that, oh, okay, we need to keep that. And it's because I think, I don't think it was Mike Pence telling him. Well, maybe it was, but it was also because he listened to the other country's perspective. He always has this tagline of, like, who knew that things were so hard and so convoluted? Everyone but you knew, you son <laughs> right. of a bitch. He reminds me of, like, an arrogant intern. A kid right. who was, like, a trust fund baby, and because of that, they end up getting a job. And when they got the job, the company they worked for was like, oh, yeah, this is a real world. And we don't care about what your yeah. parents had going on. Yeah. Like, he really reminds me of an intern right He now. reminds me of just the average voter that doesn't pay attention but has the most opinions about everything. Mm. You know, that really doesn't – I mean, he might pay attention to Facebook news but doesn't actually know policy, doesn't actually know what government does. They're the people that want to – you know, get rid of the uh, Federal Reserve because they think inherently that it's an evil thing instead of knowing actually the properties of what it does and its jobs, job description. And it's hilarious to watch him do that, but it's also good for the country that he's able to, instead of, I mean, he's an egomaniac, but partly he's putting his ego aside and saying, Oh, okay. I've learned more, and now this makes sense. Yeah, I don't know if he's putting his ego to the side. To the side. I feel like he's bowing out consciously. He's bowing out, saying he didn't know this or he didn't know that. But based on what he's found out, he'll roll with it. Because I think that if anything he didn't know, and we do the opposite of what he thinks should be done, and for whatever reason it backfires, he'll be like. Oh, see, I told you we should have yeah. did what I well, said. Yeah, body, he's body, still body. an egomaniac, for sure. 
Let's think of what else he's done good. He has gotten a lot of expert opinions in terms of different... Um, he's, he's done a lot of meetings with influential pe- people, you know? Like he has meetings with the top executives. And they. I read recently that Jamie Dimon, the uh, CEO of Chase, explained to him, he asked him... Trump asked Jamie Dimon, one of the most successful CEOs, bluntly, like, is China manipulating the currency? And should we be having a, uh, is there a war going on in currency? And Jamie Dimon said, no, (laughs) that's a conspiracy. (laughs) They're not really doing that. (laughs) And he listened. Or at least that's what I've read. We'll see. But he, he at least partially listened. It's almost like whatever whoever the last person spoke to Trump, that's the opinion that he's adopting. But hopefully he's surrounding himself with, you know, expert opinions. So the baddest opinion that he's getting is not crucial or um, disastrous. Well, if the last opinion that he hears is the one that he goes with, send him to talk to me because I got some <laughs> shit to tell that motherfucker. Yeah. Like, hey. Seriously, yeah. though. <laughs> but so so he's so he's at least he's not a principled man. He's probably the least principled president that we've ever had where he doesn't have these, you know, whoever tells him that he's good looking or that they say they like him. He's going to adopt that opinion. So hopefully... And people like me. There's a new post out. NBC, ABC, Fox. They're fake news. Not Fox. My bad. He loves Fox. I had the best... <laughs> best election numbers. <laughs> I had the highest ratings. There were a lot of people out there. We broke the record. So, yeah. He's incredibly vain. I fucking hate him. But we have to find the good. We have to reach the middle. You know? And those things that he's done... Although they might seem elementary and expected of presidents of the United States, the greatest country or the most powerful country in the world, um, with him, it wasn't expected. I was expecting for him to do what he did the first 10 days of his presidency, which was talk the most shit about everything and just wing it. But it seems like he's backed off of the Steve Steve Bannon style of of governance, which is anarchy, and more relied upon Mike Pence and his uh, daughter, and um, Jared Kushner, or whatever his fucking name is, that douche. But regardless, I am optimistically pleased with, uh, given there's some the circumstances uh, with Trump's presidency. I mean, obviously, I'm horrified. But at the same time, I'm not as anxiety-filled as I was at the beginning of it, which is good. And also because our our institutions have withstanded the alternative facts reality of Trump's presidency. Yeah, I mean... I hear you. I'm 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 not not on the same page, but I still feel like we have to be cautious at all at oh, yeah. all times. We do. Cause he he has calmed down 
And that must be some stuff that's happening behind the scenes that we don't know. Because I tell you, we don't even see Kelly Conway no more. Where is she? Uh, on her knees in front of a whole bunch Whoa. of black people. <laughs> like, like the picture that she took. She, she's still finishing her business. <laughs> <laughs> and that guy, too, uh, the guy that Melissa McCarthy imitates on Saturday oh, Night yeah, Live. Spicer. Yeah, Spicy. We haven't seen Spicy a lot lately. Well, I've been watching. Yeah, I've seen him. Press conferences, but but they've been they've tamed down a little bit. Yeah, which is good. That is so good for our country that they're at least somewhat reliable now. Because it seemed like for a minute that they were running off, running around with their heads cut off like chickens. Yeah, they had diarrhea at the mouth, man. Just yeah. saying. Whatever, and then coming back and cleaning it up. No, I didn't say that. You said that. But you the, wrote that. But I really think the reason that that has been reined in somewhat is because of the media. You know? And the institutions like the Washington Post, which I think has done a fabulous stop, job in the last year of covering the election and, and uh, the new president, uh, like the New York Times, like the Economist, like many institutions that are standing up and saying we will not be silent and we will continue to cover the facts as we see them as least biasedly as possible yeah yeah that's important because they're calling them out and when you call somebody out and put them on the front line of you know you said this or you did that that ain't cool and they got an answer to it and yeah to me, it seems like their answer has been, yeah, maybe I should fall back a little bit and stop saying so much. <laughs> yeah. Stop doing so much, and that way I won't be, like, the target or whatever. Which is good. I mean, honestly, there's nothing... I mean, other than him getting impeached, we're at the best-case scenario right now, with, with which is him shutting the fuck up and just listening to people and what they want. Yeah, because I sent you a video. Sent me? Yeah, you. Oh, okay. I sent you a video a couple of days ago of this guy rapping. And I can't really tell you guys where you can find it at. I found it because a friend tagged me to the post on Facebook. But the guy was rapping. We'll put, it, we'll put the link in there. And the guy was saying... Like, basically, the guy was rapping, and it was as if he was talking to other countries. Um, realistically, he was talking to just whoever would be listening. Right. But it was as if he was talking to other countries and telling them um, in a very passive-aggressive way, like, United States is great, psych. And he was laying out all of the different reasons about why it would be assumed that we were great, but here's the contradiction. And for me, that made a lot of sense based off of what we're talking about right now. Like, you know, other countries can see, and they know because they're not dumb, just like we ain't dumb. They didn't read books and right. did research. They see what kind of division exists in the United States. But it was an actual person saying, like, y'all read stuff and y'all saw movies and stuff, but I'm over here and this was going on. And I know some arguments where, you know, don't rag on us. This is in-house business. Just like I've heard that before in families or whatever. You know, what's going on in the family goes on in the family. You don't let that out to the public or whatever. Yeah. But at the same time, though, I'm like, you know, 
He ain't saying nothing that people don't know is going on already right. or whatever. Well, let's, just... let's, um, uh, what we'll do is y'all stay tuned till the end and we'll, uh, we'll put that at the end of the podcast instead of a song like we normally do. We'll put that, that rap freestyle. And then, um, so y'all have a context. So, and that's a, a way to get y'all motherfuckers to stay till the end. <laughs> yeah. And comment, goddammit. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you did show me that. And I, I did think it was interesting. I love the critical thinking. I just, I didn't think that there was much there that he was saying that either wasn't common knowledge or that was actually truthful. You know, and I can't remember point by point because it has been about a week or something that I saw the video. But um, I, I love conscious rap. Like, that's the rap that I most listen to, that I listen to the most. Uh, yeah, no, and keep in mind, you and listeners, I'm not, I'm not bringing that up to make that an argument or anything like that. I'm bringing it up simply to say we were just saying, you know, um, what what other countries see and how we're behaving unify, as a unified country or lack thereof. I just brought that up to say that that's kind of an example uh, because not you mm-hmm. specifically, but several people that I've spoken with were saying, you know, they, they didn't like the idea of that being out for other countries to see, et cetera. And I'm just saying simply that's where I was with it. I don't disagree with you. You know, right, don't right, let right, other right. people in our business. Right. But at the same time, though, stay woke under the assumption that uh, people know we got bullshit going on. So People know. Whether somebody put it out there in a song or whether somebody wrote a blog or whatever they did, that, that and not even necessarily just that, but that and things similar to that aren't the things that's like, oh, now people know we are a crazy country or we got crap going on behind our closed doors. That that ain't it, you know what I'm saying? Well, let me ask you something. Do you think that there... Okay, name another president other than the United States president. I'm not trying to put you on... I'm trying, I'm trying to make a point. In general, just name one? Yeah. Uh, Kim Jong-un. Not him. Him said... Uh, Putin. Not him. Queen Elizabeth. Okay, who's the uh, the prime minister or whatever? I don't know. Because that's the queen, but that's not the the leader of the country. Yeah. Okay. The point I was trying to make is that everyone pay atten- pays attention to American politics. Everyone knows who's the president of the United States. We don't know who the fuck, other than Kim Jong Un and Putin. I mean, I do, but. I don't know many of them, but they already know how fucked up we are because our politics are a global product, not just an American product. Because we we really do run the world. We police the world. We give the most aid. The world, uh, or at least the Western world, relies on us very heavily. Yeah, but I mean, at the point that you can't name the president or leader of another country... Don't mean you don't know some fucked up shit going on there. Yeah, that's true. I was just trying to make a point like they they, they don't know that we fucked up because they know Trump fucked up. That ain't why they know we fucked up. But they know that we fucked up by letting Trump by having 
him a president. <laughs> and they go into a whole bunch of different arguments. And they, they know about into... Hillary Clinton. And they know about her election. Like, it's fucking... It's a global... <laughs> people are paying attention to American politics. It's not like... Yeah, but... They don't that know point, that we have an election. They know we have an election. At that point, do we point that out? Or do we point out the fact that... And I've said this before, whether I said it on here or not... But we too involved in too much shit. So do they know as much as we they know about us because we open the door to allow them to know so much? Or do they know because they're doing research? Because you can pick a small country I've never heard of before. And at the point I ain't never heard of them, clearly I don't know who their president or who their leader is. But at the same time, you can pick another country that's just opening their doors to allowing us in their in their business. And I can be like, yeah, you know, whether I know who the leader is or not, I could be like, yeah, you know, I'm familiar with this or with that, you know. Yeah. So do they know us because our shit is just out there? Or do they know us because we got our hand in too many pots? Well, I think both of those are the same, right? No. Well, okay. I- true, true, true. So, so I would say that the thing that Americans export the most is culture. The whole world knows our culture and know what we're about. And they love our entertainment. They love our fashion. They love our music. Our our culture is what we export to the world. You know? As well as our democracy. Hopefully. Well, I don't know about hopefully after this election. But the principles of America in which it was founded, you know, hopefully that, you know, that's what we're trying to present to the world. Um, but we're also, you know, because we are so powerful, like five times more than any other country in the world, we have, uh, you know, if, okay, Britain's election just happened, uh, or I mean France's, I paid, I paid, yeah, I read a couple articles on it. I'm not going to say I paid attention to it. I didn't know the differences necessarily other than just the, the arches the overall arches of the characters in the race. But if, let's say, the more conservative president had one, which she did not, they it really wouldn't affect my life that much. Now, saying that, Trump is president now. That has the potential to affect a lot of people's lives in the world, not just Americans. And that's why people pay attention, is not only for the entertainment, because we obviously are very good at entertaining with our elections and covering them like they're Super Bowls, but also because who we elect matters and what we say to the world does matter because we are the leader of the free world. Yeah, I don't disagree, but I will say... What some other country is doing, I don't know which one, but what some other country is doing would affect us. And I can't pinpoint a specific country saying they're doing this, this is going to affect us, with the exception of, you know, people who are launching test missiles and with, like, Russia with WikiLeaks and all that type of stuff. But when it comes to, like, trade and, you know, economics and all those types of things, I can't say that I know that this little small country out in Australia 
if this happens, then this is going to negatively affect us. And I don't know about that news, but I know about our news. Our news isn't talking about some little place or whatever. Our news, whether it's the internet, whether it's an article in a newspaper, or whether it's TV, they're talking about these uh, heavy hitters, these main countries or whatever. And I just say that to say, I don't doubt what you just said or anything, but the average Joe who's sitting over in Indonesia right now doing a podcast is like we are. <laughs> I don't know that they know what's going on over here and how it's going to be affecting everything or whatever. Well, they don't know it like we know it. But they definitely know more than we do about Indonesia. Yeah. About our country. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't... Like, okay, so Indonesia knows who's the president of the United States. I would say about 90% of them, at least, know who the president of the United States is. I have no fucking clue who the president of Indonesia is. Or even if they have, I don't even know their system. I know that it's a Muslim country, uh, so they probably don't have a democratic process. But... I know that I don't know who is running that country, and that's what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say that our our politics matter more to the world than the average country, and because of that, the stakes are higher, and we are held to a much more higher standard than most countries and we want it that way we want to be the leaders and I know you say and you you argue for less involvement in the world and I would say I argue that too militarily unfortunately not everyone on the planet earth uh, is as peaceful or as you know do their own thing as we'd like them to be and so there and this is something that I've had to learn over years of being a liberal and being for progressive values. I've come to learn and realize that, you know, as much as I don't want us to be at war and as much as I think that peace is the ultimate truth and that will lead to prosperity, at the end of the day, when Assad is bombing its own civilians with... Keywords, its own. They got to do with us. Well, okay, it's a, it's a matter of perspective, because for me, I don't see that as anything other than my neighbor, you know, they're just as normal and as human as you are. Well, we're not arguing that, anybody will say that, you know. No, not everybody. You have love for human mankind, you right. have that, but at the same time, though, it's just as if... And this is a far stretch. But that's just as if my next door neighbor had some crazy shit going on in their house. If I can acknowledge that, okay, there's some crazy stuff going on over there. I don't necessarily know what. But there's some crazy stuff going on over there. It's my job at the point that I become that concerned to report it to somebody who can make a difference. It ain't my job to kick in the door and be like, what are y'all doing over here? Y'all need to stop that shit. But the we, U.S. has been kicking it indoors. Like, what y'all doing? I mean, you, y'all don't need to be doing this. This how y'all should be doing it. You're right. It ain't for us to be doing that. Get up well, out their house. Well, 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 well. Uh, if not it. us, then who? Nobody. So, you let them govern so, themselves. We don't let nobody instance. kick in our door and tell us, y'all can't do this. Okay. Well, 
imagine your next door neighbor, you hear a baby getting fucking murdered or about to be. And you know that the cops aren't going to show up. Then what do you do? Me personally, I'm not walking into nobody else's bullshit. Even if you can handle it easily. How do I know I can handle it easily? Because you are 50 times bigger than them. I mean, that's a to each his own thing. I honestly But that's say, that's more realistic I'm not walking up into nobody's bullshit. That's your shit that you got going on. Because under no circumstance am I allowing nobody to walk up in whatever I got going on. This this my shit. Let me deal with it. Let me figure it out. If I reach out to you for help or somebody that I'm dealing with in this situation reaches out to you for help, whole another story. But you don't get to come in and fucking be the king over what's going on in my situation. But we don't really try to do that. We don't try to do that, but that's what we do. Why do we drop that bomb a couple of weeks ago? Because we heard that that's where... No, that's not what we heard. We, we did more than hear it. We saw it. We know for sure that's what happened. Okay, so we saw them bomb their civilians. And Obama, three or four years ago, said, if they do that, that is crossing a line in which we will have to become involved. And it still ain't for us to get in. So when, when we don't get involved after Obama says that, then what happens? Then it escalates because now they can get away with it without any repercussion. Who are we to be implying repercussions on you? Well, that's Obama. That's what he did. He didn't do it. He said that. He said it and then he didn't follow up. Which that's well, not that's being even, a man of your words. That's but. even worse. In my, it, That's even worse. Because now they were able to cross you before thinking that you're going to do it. And then now they do that. And that sends a message to the whole world. You know, and I think Obama was, he's in my top five presidents. However, that was his biggest mistake, I think, was saying that. Was saying it or not following up on it? Both. You shouldn't say it if you're not going to follow up on it. Because that sends a message to the whole world that, you know what, we would rather have peace than stand up for our principles. And uh, as much as I love peace, sometimes, for instance, Hitler, World War II, there's times when you have, you have to not only stick up for your own interest, but you're, you have to stick up for humanity. I don't disagree. But what I will say is, Hitler, that's a whole other ballpark. But it's not. It's totally another ballpark. Only because, because we put Hitler there was on no a... deniable nothing that would reach towards Hitler and the situation was going on with Hitler not being a good thing. However, these weapons of mass destruction that we've been at war now for like 15 years for, and I don't give a fuck what it's well, transpired to. Let me, let me say real quick that I don't agree with either of those wars. I think both of those wars are wrong. And we shouldn't have done that. Okay, continue. I'm saying that the difference between a Hitler type of situation and his weapons of mass destruction, and I'm doing this in quotations, guys, that we are at war for, it's times and it's situations when you got to go to war. 
And with the Hitler situation, of course, I think we should have did what we did. But there was plenty of people around that time that didn't think so. And those for the people, same reasons that you're that you're saying is because we should stick. It's not a it's not an existential threat to us. It's not it's not our business what's going on in Europe. I mean, I hear you, but I still feel like you know. Our problem as a whole, and I understand that because of alliances that we have with other countries, because of trade and all this other shit that we do with other countries, it's important for us to have their back and to know that they have our back and all that. I get that. But at the end of the day, what's going on in-house is going on in-house. And it ain't for us to step in and say, we're America. You shouldn't be doing that. You should be doing this. No, but, but we don't. That's do... what works in America. Okay, that's not necessarily what's going to work in another country. Okay, so we did that with Iraq, right? We went, we went, almost. We didn't go solo, but we didn't go with our normal people because it was kind of fucked up that we went in Iraq. Uh, well, it, it depends on your perspective, but most most people nowadays say that was a mistake. In Iraq, we had the world's support, and we had the world's financial support. I mean, not as much as we contributed, but they sent soldiers. France did. Uh, so did many other of our... And, and Fran- the reason I bring up France is because they're the ones that usually are in support of us if it's a good war. And if it's not a good war, then they're against us. Or not against us, but not in support. Um, and so... It's just, it's so fucking convoluted. You know, there's so much to it. And that's what I'm saying. I'm saying I wish, I fucking wish that we wouldn't have to spend a dollar. We could spend it all on education. And we could spend it all on infrastructure and improving our future. But part of our future relies on the rest of the world operating well. And not in fucking chaos. Even at the point that that's true, is it our job to impose on them what we value and what we do and how we make decisions? I mean, we're not going around Muslim countries and saying, you have to believe in our God. We're not doing that. We're not. We're, we're not. not. But what we are doing is backing them with support, whether it be financially, whether it be uh, military-wise, whatever it is. We're backing them saying that as long as you do this, then we'll do that. But what so, no, that? we're not saying believe in our God, but we are saying, you know, continue to do whatever it is that you're doing. And as a result of you doing that, then we got your back or whatever. But what is this? What is this? I can't pinpoint what this or that is. But, but don't you think that matters? Don't you think it matters as, as long as you're not murdering babies and women and innocent men and... I mean that matters, does it not? It matters in a sense of what they uh, what they hold valuable as a baby, as a woman, as an important man, whatever, whatever. And honestly, I cannot say what reason a baby wouldn't be valuable, a woman, a, a person. Period. Point blank. I can't say for what reason I would think that a person wouldn't be valuable, but because I can't say it or I can't see it. I wasn't raised in it, so I don't know what they distinguish as being valuable or non-valuable. Just like, 
they wouldn't be able to look at us and say this is or isn't, you know, valuable or non-valuable or whatever. I'm saying until we're at a point where it's like like the Hitler situation or like when France clicked up with us and we went against, um, you know, Afghanistan or whatever, Iraq, whatever, until those types of situations present themselves, we can't just be in everybody business saying, y'all can't do that, y'all can't do that, you should do this, you should do that, America does this, and this is how it works for America. Kudos. Right. But that ain't for us to be saying, oh, yeah, this is how we do it, and you're wrong because you don't do it like that. Let me ask you a question, a hypothetical, and I don't want to push your buttons. That's not why I'm doing it. It's because I think it's kind of allegorically correct. If, okay. Say you were alive in 1780 mm-hmm. when America was just a country, or let's just say 1800, mm-hmm. and there were slaves, and you were a slave. Would you, <laughs> don't look at me like that, <laughs> just follow me here. I'm following you. Okay. Uh, would you want France? Because France didn't have slaves at that time. They were evolved past that point. They thought it was barbaric and horrifying. Would you have thought if France came and declared war on America because they were doing that to your people, would you think that is fucked up? Yes, and I'll tell you why. At the point that that happened to my people... Nothing about anything that. Well, they're can, my people too. I don't want. I don't want to create a separation where there is none. But uh, you know what I mean. Nothing about nothing that could have happened would have put me in a position where I trusted anybody. To my understanding, even amongst people in Africa, in the original place where the slave trade began to to go on, people were enslaved to their own people or whatever. So that already establishes a level of distrust. At the point that slaves were sold off to other countries or whatever, not only was it furthered the distrust, it was furthered and it was looked upon in a sense of, so I can't trust him and he looked like me. I can't trust this next person that I ain't never even seen before. (laughs) I can't trust nobody. So at the point France comes in and France says, we're fighting for you guys. Okay, okay. We're going to take over. Okay. We're going to take over or whatever. Okay, cool. You know, we appreciate that. That's cool. But how do I know that you ain't fighting these people for me only to now enslave me or whatever? Right. So no, I ain't trusting nobody when it comes to that. That is genius. That is exactly what people in the countries that we're trying to help feel like. Now. No, it's not. Yeah, sure it is. Uh, uh, Iraq fucking hates us. They fucking hate us. And uh, George Bush is not an evil guy. He's just not. He's a simple-minded motherfucker that grew up in a rich family, but he actually has a very big heart, you know. And uh, we can debate that all you want, but that's my opinion, uh, founded on certain things that uh, I've been exposed to. I think it was one of the worst presidents in existence. I think the Iraq War is 
besides maybe the Vietnam War and a couple others in our history, one of the worst. Um, that being said, I think our intentions in the Iraq War were in the fairly right place. Our intentions were some bullshit his daddy got into. And then when he came into office, he tried to clean it up for his daddy. And they weren't having it. However you want to clean it up. I mean, that's what you think. But we don't, we don't know for sure. Well, what's your rebuttal? Okay, so we don't know for sure what his intentions were, right? But there was a horrific... Uh, Saddam Hussein was horrific as a leader. And he tortured his own civilians... He'd always been so horrific, yes. but it took Bush to be the one that's like, oh, yeah, now no, we're addressing this. No, I don't think that necessarily it was the best moral reasons to go into the war. I think it has something to do with his dad, like you said. I think it also has something to do with money. I think it has a lot to do with control of the region. Geopolitics aside, I'm saying our intentions and what we want for the Iraqi people is not to enslave them. We do not want to hurt them. We want a peaceful world. Uh, that's what America wants. And I don't think that there's many people in this country that can say differently. And that's my issue with it, man. That is my issue. We want what you just said. And I don't doubt what you just said. And I'm not going to go against that. But when I look at it, as well as other people in the United States that look at it, that agree with me. We want peace in the world. Yes. Yet, my next door neighbor, and not literally my next door neighbor, guys. I'm not saying my <laughs> literal next door neighbor. He might but I'm saying in general or whatever. Who are you talking shit about me? Buddy? My next door neighbor won't even fuck with me. My next door neighbor is Okay, the speak same. more bluntly because that's... My next-door neighbor is the same person that me, walking down the street, would walk up to their car. And I wouldn't walk up to them for anything because, guys, trust me, I'm not bragging, but I'm making it conscious. I'm not hurting for shit. (laughs) But I'm the same black person who would walk up to my next-door neighbor's car if we were in the street and didn't know each other from a can of paint. And they would quickly lock their doors and raise their windows. My next door neighbor potentially would be a policeman and not making it a racial thing, just in general. My next door neighbor would be the same policeman who, for whatever reason, is scared about whatever they're scared about. And as a result of me saying anything to them that's not in alignment of what they think should be said to a policeman, would potentially lock me up or blow my motherfucking head off. My next door neighbor is the same person whose ego could be stroked by a millionaire who's never been through any form of hardship who admitted that his father gave him XYZ amount of million dollars so he could start his business up and become the president. My next door neighbor is all of those things. So my next door neighbor cares that much about another country, yet within my country, my next door neighbor, I mean, within my country, my next door neighbor is looking at me like I'm Boo Boo the Fool. On what is boo boo to poo? Stupid. For lack of a better word, stupid. My next door neighbor is looking at me like I'm stupid. So my question is, do we want to be a? Do we want to be looked at by other countries in a certain light, or do we want to be what it is that we want to be, or whatever? Both. And that's 
a double standard and that's hypocritical <laughs> and that's not the answer to anything or whatever. Okay, but so what I was trying to make, I was trying to say was regardless of trust, you know, okay, let's, let's say I was a slave. I would want to be freed and I would want somebody to stick up for my values. Even under the circumstances, that person could potentially enslave you after they freed you. But what's worse? I mean, how much worse could it be? You know what I mean? How much worse could it be? Yeah, if you're already a slave, are you really worried about getting enslaved again? Yeah. Your whole objective is to be freed from what's going on. And if somebody's sane and acting upon those sayings that I think this is fucked up. My point is, okay, we're getting convoluted in what hypothetical bullshit. What I'm saying is, imagine if France had declared war because of slavery and their intentions were exactly what they declared war what they said that they declared war on. Like, okay, minus the trust issues you would have because you're already a slave. If you're if you're Canada, which doesn't have slaves, would you support France and join that fight? It depends on how relevant that is to Canada. But if if they're okay, okay, continue. Sorry. It depends on how relevant that is to Canada. If Canada, if that's something that Canada as a country is seeing and and it's weighing on their heart as not being right and that should be change made, then yeah, Canada is joining. But if Canada is moving and grooving and doing their own thing and it's not affecting Canada at all, Canada is going to look at it and be like, oh, dang, that's messed up. Back on to whatever we doing or whatever. Yes, but be Canada. I can be Canada just like I could be me with the child next door or whatever. I can hear that child crying. And for, to my knowledge, all I know is that child didn't waste some damn milk on the floor and that mama got to sweep them up that damn floor. Or that child and that child won't shut up. That mama then gave them milk, gave them medicine, gave them this and that. And that child crying because that child now got his ass whooped. And I'm nowhere near against whooping a child. Just yes, but that's, you want to. that's simple. But what I am saying is. <laughs> that's simplifying it. If a person hears or sees something that's going on the next door or whatever. It's up to them to be like, all right, yeah, that's crazy. I should step in. Or, nah, you know, I'm going to let them figure that out. So if Canada looked at slavery, as crazy as slavery was, and was like, oh, you know, France about to go over there and do something, that ain't really got nothing to do with us. Canada ain't wrong for being like, oh, that ain't got nothing to do with us. I would disagree with you. Because? Because there's obviously the right thing to do. Because something is the right thing to do don't mean that that's the decision you're going to make. That, well, hopefully it is. That's my whole point, is that we should be governing, governing um, running our societies, doing the right things. You're talking about ethics, and I don't disagree with you with that. But everybody's ethics don't align up to what your or the rest of society's ethics line up to. Because you see something that's being right. Even at the point that another person can acknowledge this is right, that doesn't mean that they are wrong for not acting on what they think is right or whatever. Okay, let me okay, let me make this analogy a lot more representative of what we're really talking about. 
Okay, so America is the strongest person in the world. The best, the best, this is an analogy. So the best fighter in the world, the best, strongest, biggest fighter in the fucking world. And he's, he is across the street from somebody that is weak and they only have, you know, a part-time job (laughs) and, but their wife has nothing and that person is killing that person. And now we can either ignore it or we can, we can solve it. And I would say we should solve it. And I'm not saying that as a absolute. It's case by case, like you said. It's case by case. But at the point at which we know the victim is helpless and there's something that we can do which is widely accepted as the right thing or not necessarily the right thing, but it would help the victim, then I think we should do that. And that that was the case in Syria. And I have no fucking problem, you know, killing Assad or displacing him as president and and giving power back to its people because I would want the same done for me. I don't disagree with you at all. And we may have missed each other's points. What I'm saying is I don't think that everything that America has stuck their nose in is something that America needs to have stuck their no, nose I don't, in. I don't and think I think either. that it's retarded that initially Trump didn't even want those people in our country. Now all of a sudden he feels so sorry for these people of that country that not only is he going to do something, what he's going to do is drop the mother of all bombs that we've ever used on them. So well, where are you at with this? And as a result, that's a reflection of the United States. And what that reflects on the United States is we're too good for certain people, but even those people that we're too good for, you shouldn't do them wrong, which is an arrogance. I can do them wrong. I don't want you in my country. I don't want you. But don't nobody else better mistreat you. I think that's what a, kind of message is that sending? I think that's an unfair argument because Explain I don't. Explain to me how that's unfair. I don't think Republicans think that they're not good enough for the refugees, or the the refugees aren't good enough to come here. So why do they not want them in here? They don't want them in here, but they don't want nobody to harm them though. Don't well, do them wrong. Well, Just don't bring them to me. What kind of shit is that? To be fair, I think it has something to do with the legitimate security risk when you when you have people come over here from uh, terrorist-ridden countries. There's a you cannot you cannot deny that legitimate risk the inherent risk in accepting people that do not have your customs or values that are that think. They grew up in their education systems thinking that you are the worst thing that happened in the world. And I also can't deny a drug that a motherfucker is on that the United States brought into America and people got hooked on and then they started spazzing out and doing the same shit. So, yeah, no, you 100% right. 
I can't deny that. A motherfucker who been had the shit drilled in their mind for all of their life that America is this or that or whatever. I can't deny that. But I also can't deny that the same drugs that everybody hooked on now, that's a fucking epidemic, got brought in by America. So at the end of the day, what kind of hypocrite are we going to be? Well, we're hypocrites. But that's because the government isn't one thing. It's a bunch of random people at a given time. So we've done shitty things because we elect shitty people. And that's my situation. Now we're going to pick and choose. Now we gonna but what I was choose. saying is, is that, okay, so uh, that's an unfair argument. Not only because that increases a security risk and people will feel less safe. Given, I mean, just look at Britain, France, Germany, all of those countries that have accepted a lot of uh, refugees they're having an identity crisis because part of their country that they in, that came over isn't the same values and unfortunately they're a lot more violent and a lot less uh western beliefs of in freedom of speech freedom of religion things like that also um i forgot the second point <laughs> I forgot it, but my point was is that uh, shit. What say say what you said before? <laughs> okay, I mean, you were talking about you were talking about how the refugees we won't accept them, but we're being hypocritical because we want to save them. So we don't want you here, but we don't want no harm to you. What what do you want? Because it's clearly been proven that them being where they are is going to cause harm to them. Yeah, don't come over here. Though. Right. Okay. So the point is, is like you don't have you can still care for people, but not think it's the best solution of bringing people over. I I disagree with that. I would say that we should be accepting um, refugees over that are vetted uh, from the worst countries because in in. Doing what America does best is assimilating into society. We're a nation founded on immigrants, and that is our highest beliefs, and we should uh, try to obtain those. Now, I understand the Republican side of that, or not necessarily just the Republican side of that, which is there is uh, you're increasing a lot of risk into doing that. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. Is it a fair point? I think so. Is it a fair point? Because... I think so. There's a lot of bullshit that goes on in our country that's inbred from our country. Well, of course. But but do you not believe that uh, the Muslim problem, the Islam extremists, is a real problem within the world right now? Yes, I do. Okay. But... That's what I'm saying. But so you agree that yeah no I totally agree okay but my argument would ultimately be how much worse is their threat as opposed to the threats that we have within our own well you whether it's race on race I or sex you. on sex or none of that I'm not even trying to get that deep right. I'm just saying in general we have crazy shit going on not even against this a person against groups of people. Every day, and yeah. whether it hits the internet or the newspaper or whatever, yeah. that's still happening every day. So what we are saying, based off of the conversation we're having, what I'm receiving from that is, what we're saying is, 
how dare another person from another country come in and do harm to us? But if somebody within our country does harm to us, then we'll just deal with it accordingly. Well, isn't that better, though? It's better for us to mind our business right. than them mind their business. But, okay, so that you just agreed with your counterpoint, which is saying it's acceptable for shit to happen within our country. I never agree with that. I never said it was okay for that. Well, it's acceptable. What I did say is that at the point that we are addressing anything, before we start addressing other countries and other bullcrap, we need to address and get our bullcrap under wraps. Okay. And it's clear that we don't have that. But for that argument to be valid, you were saying, ignore Hitler, let's focus on Civil Rights Act. I'm 100% saying that. I'm 100% saying that. If as a result, my people got to die because we focus on the Jews, no offense to the Jews, no nothing towards the Jews, whatever. But if my people got to die so we can focus on them, my people finna live, what do you and mean? y'all Fo- deal with y'all Focus deal. on who? If during civil rights, a big thing for civil rights was black people. If black people gotta lose their lives because as a result of us losing our lives, we what do you back. mean lose lose your lives though? Are you serious? No. <laughs> no, what I'm I'm saying is I don't understand what you're saying. If black people have to have water hoses put on them, if black people have water to be hoses. hung, if black people have to be put in jail for uh, the minorist misdemeanor that exists, if black people have to be subjected to a project housing, if black people have to have anything negative whatsoever going on to them, so the people who could take care of those issues are no longer taking care of those issues because they're looking at the Jewish people in another country. I'm saying fuck that other country and focus on what's going on in your country. That's what I'm saying. Okay. But I don't agree. And the reason I don't agree is because they were coming for us as well. They were coming for us in the same way that they came for Poland, that they came from France, for they came from Britain. They were coming to conquer the fucking world. And so if you don't stand up for them and you mind your own fucking business, you will... Okay, so you will always have fucking problems, right? You will always have things that are fucked up within your own society that need to get better because there's no such thing as perfect. There's no such thing as ultimate peace, serenity. We're all fucking happy. Everything is perfect. And in the meantime, let niggas die while they're doing no, whatever they say to do. Hold on, hold on, So they were coming from us. Once they fucking garnered if if they were able to conquer Europe they were coming for us next and so, they said I get to us what they got to do with us no okay the point is is that if you want to take out the the human rights aspect of why we should go to war human with Hitler human rights is not even a oh, human in that your scenario was civil rights as opposed to right. that. No, I'm saying... There was no rights going on in either one of them. So, I'm saying, if you want to take that part out and just think about our preservation as a society and our well-being as a society, we would be fucked if we closed our eyes, our ears, and our mouths to what was going on in Europe until they got the strength and conquered all of the land to come for us. We had to hit them when they were weak and when we were able to. And in the meantime, close our eyes to what was going on with us. 
okay, we were going to do that regardless. Right? That was happening really? regardless. I don't agree with it. I think that's fucked up. I'm not saying you agree with it at all. But, okay, so right now, what's happening? What's the worst atrocity in America? In your opinion? I mean... In terms of treating... Racism gov- stuff, you know, taking away the police portion of it or whatever... Racism in general, like, it's not dead, it's alive and well. And so that would be what I say is the worst thing, because that's, that's at the core of every every action and reaction, in my opinion, is that. Okay, I would disagree with you, but that's probably because we grew up in different circumstances, right? Well, now, what do you think is? Uh, well, it depends on what we're, we're, what our metric is, but I would think... The worst thing about America right now is the wealth inequality, and that includes... That ties into racism. Yes, it does. It includes uh, treatment of minorities and racism and a million other things. But I think the worst thing that's happening to this country is how the rich are fucking stealing from middle class and the poor. Basically... The ninety-seven percent of the country is getting stolen from by the the top three percent. And who's the top three percent? Are you are you saying white people? I'm not saying anything. I just asked you a question. Who are the top three percent? They're rich motherfuckers. They're they're who they are. I don't. I mean, they're mostly white. If that's what you're asking, if that's what the answer you're looking I for. I like the racist. It, it okay. Well. Yeah, our whole country ties back to racism because that's what it was founded on. But what I'm talking about is right now and how to, you know, garner support and and be able to solve some of these issues. And my point was was that you have to talk. You have to tackle the biggest evils as they come up so if that means that we have to ignore some of the housing crisis in order to defeat terrorism if that's possible then that's what it means you have to conquer the big problems first before you tackle the little problems and i i mean i don't know how else to say it? Like, okay, so Hitler and Germany at the time was taking over the fucking world, and they were literally just wipe, wiping out humanity as this uh, as best they saw fit. If I was president during that time. I would be trying to tackle racism, and I, was, I would be trying to tackle economic injustice, but my priority would be fucking stopping Hitler, because he is the biggest threat. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I know what you mean, and I don't... And dis- that's all I'm trying to say. And I don't, I don't disagree. I do not disagree, but what I am saying is... I, I've always thought and been taught and stuff... 
Before there's something specifically that you're going to point out about somebody else, you make sure that what you got going on is in order. Because I can't come at your head about you liking um, uh, pepperoni on your pizza, but I like chicken on mine. And as much argument as you have about why chicken is wrong on a pizza, I have an argument about why pepperoni is because then we just both stand in the high ground under what we like or whatever. Right. Like, and that's what I'm saying as far as when you but look at... But I'm not at, trying to argue... Oh, go ahead. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't mean to... I'm not trying to argue that America should police the world. I'm not. However, I am saying America, along with some of the greatest countries in the world that are the strongest, we should all be trying to police the world. And we should all be trying to make it better. We can't just ignore everything and just and just work on ourselves because we don't live on an island in the universe. We live on one planet that we have to share its resources. We have to plan for global warming and how it's going to affect others. We have to mitigate climate change. We have to trade with each other. We have to do all of these fucking things that affect us so much and in order to do that successfully we all have to get along and when some bully is fucking up the big big dogs in the world have to step up and stand up yeah and i fucking hate wars i fucking hate that we have to have you know the world's biggest military i fucking hate it I wish we all of that fucking trillions of dollars could go to education and our own people. Unfortunately, if that happened, we would probably get taken over the next fucking day we reallocated the budget because that's the way the world works. Because we have many valuable resources here, and if we didn't defend those, somebody would take them, just like we have in the past. And I'm not saying we should go out and take resources of other countries I'm not saying that we should police other countries, but I think we should stand up for our values and we should stand up for our our principles which we were founded on, which is democracy, which is human rights, unalienable rights, which are you know, things that are God-given that shouldn't be encroached on by anyone. And see, man, that's a whole nother conversation that we'll have on another podcast. <laughs> Those things that we were founded on have been contradicted since the founding of them. Of course, but at least they were able to say them in order to get where we are today, right? So they, they at least have some value. Don't you think that they're true? The words are true, even our, our actions don't meet them. The words are true. Actions speak louder than words, though. And if we draw back on what the actors have done... But the words are the ones that are saving us time and time again, right? They're the ones that are saying, look what this says. We're doing something contradictory to what this says, which is our highest values. Shouldn't we fucking change? Yeah, you right, man. You know? Like... I fucking wish we can be this peaceful country 
that was minding our own fucking business and not worrying about the world's bullshit. Unfortunately, we are the protector of the world. Unfortunately, that fucking sucks that nobody, if everybody was at our level of democracy or our level of, you know, and there are countries that are beyond that, that are going beyond what we are. But I'm saying if everyone is at our base level, then we wouldn't have to, we wouldn't have to worry about fucking Kim Jong-il fucking launching a nuclear weapon or Iran or, or fucking Putin just stealing countries. You know, we're not doing that. We're not stealing countries. We're not launching nuclear weapons at people. We don't want to do that. What we want to do is just make money and fucking chill. <laughs> That's what we want to do. Right, right. But unfortunately, we have to protect the fucking world. And liberals need to fucking understand that because that that is where a liberal is weak. And that is where I have feel like I have grown the most um, in the past couple of years is realizing our position in the world, our, our reality in the world. And I have thought to myself, you know, there's many times that I've thought to myself how fucked up America is, how fucked up our government is. But at the same time, I, I think if our country didn't exist what would the world be like and I think it would be a much bleaker place if China was running the world and if Russia was running the world instead of America I mean don't you agree I don't but I think that that's a podcast agree? for a whole nother time you don't agree no well we don't have to cut off the podcast yeah why, why don't you agree I don't agree because America is what the land of the free and the home of the brave I mean that's a slogan but Name some of the stuff you just said about what America was founded on. Name, name one of them. Just Freedom of speech. I hate podcast listeners. Trust my word. You and, hate podcast Matt, listeners. I hate you guys. <laughs> I hate you. Turn it off right now. Matthew knows 100% that I hate the conversations that result in racial type of stuff or whatever. But say what you just said again. Freedom of speech is our we, first... And again, I hate this. Keep it in mind, guys. We didn't have no fucking freedom of speech Who's until... We? Black people. Okay. We didn't when? have freedom of speech till like, what, the 60s? When it came time to vote and stuff? We didn't have that freedom or whatever. Right. So, no, you we weren't founded on that. It sounded good. It looked good on paper. Well, that was what we were founded on. The idea of that. We didn't execute it flawlessly. And it took us, what, a hundred some odd years? Yes. That's my issue. No, we cannot pick and choose. But at the end of the day, I understand what you're saying. Absolutely. But at the end of the day, is that not something that we continue to uh, aspire to? Yeah, and do you know how hard people had to fight to do that? Yes. And that's, and that's what we found point. it on. People had to fight for that. People had to die for that. People oh, had yes. to get locked up for that. Yes. People had to get disbarred from being able to go into certain areas, buildings, neighborhoods, functions for and, that. And it will never not be. But on paper, that's what we stand for. And so as long as people look at that, then it's all good, huh? 
No, it's not all good. That's not what I'm saying. It's not all good. I'm saying that's what we aspire to. Right? Fucking Iran doesn't aspire to that at all. That's the difference. So are they wrong for not aspiring and not doing it? Or are we wrong for aspiring for it, but 100 years later, now we're riding to it? Because people literally had to die for it. People Which, literally had to go to jail for it. People literally had to go through hardships I can't even speak of for it. Yes. So we write because we aspired to do it, but they just dead ass said, we ain't doing that shit. Right. So who's really wrong? Mm, the, the people that are trying are more right than the people that aren't. People are trying because of resistance. People give in to resistance, just like our president gave in to resistance. And that's why he's dumbed down all of the stuff that he would say on the media. And that's why he's dumbed down having Kelly and Spicy saying different shit for him and stuff. That's why that shit's been dumbed down. When you try to stand hard to your ground and people aren't bagging you up, then, yeah, you have no option but to fall back. So America had no option but to fall back because people were fighting against him or whatever. What I'm saying is, is Iran wrong for saying, we ain't doing this, end of the conversation. Yes. As opposed to us being wrong for certain people saying, we ain't doing this, end of the conversation. But then another set of people saying, oh, no, we should be able to do this or whatever. Iran said, bam, we ain't doing it, end of the conversation. Other people was like, no, you know, we're doing this. And if we have to die for it, if we have to go to jail for it, if we have to do whatever, we're going to do it. So shout out to Americans for having the resilience and having the fight for saying, you know, no, we should be able to do this. At the same time, though, I don't know if I should fault Iran for just saying, hey, this ain't what we're doing, and this is our culture, and we're sticking to our culture, you know? No. I don't know, because I, I can't imagine a society in which I don't have freedom of speech. That I wasn't able to do this right here. And podcasts. I had literally, I would leave. If there was an option of a country with that and a country without that, I would leave that country that doesn't have it and isn't aspiring to it and go to the one that is aspiring to it. And that's why so many people came to America is because they were aspiring to it. Yes, we had a fucked up history and we still are fucked up. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that the aspirations of our country are good for the most part for i mean i wouldn't even say the most part they're trying to be good so that evil is better than the one that's not trying even though it's not i mean okay black blacks and 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 mexicans and latinos and not asians but uh most minorities are not at the same footing as white people in America. And there's still preferred treatment to white people, right? Everyone knows that. Mm-hmm. That's not anything. There's no reason to even, you know, guess that. Unfortunately, that's the way it is. I wish it was equal. However, you can't say that because that is so, that we have no right or no obligation to the world to defend freedoms of other countries. Correct. But what I am saying is how hypocritical is it of us? Of course. You just literally stated it out of your mouth. Of course. It's not an equal playing ground. 
how dare we be on an unequal playing ground, yet we're going to go tell somebody else what their equal playing ground should be. But that's what Jesus did. That's what Gandhi did. That's what Buddha did. That's what every single person that has ever lived has done has been hypocritical. But the good ones try to not be hypocritical while they're being hypocritical. That's Say that three times, podcasters. Do you know what I mean? It's impossible not to be hypocritical. No, it's not. How, how, how is it not? Because if you're trying to improve things, somebody, no matter who it is, can say, look at this person's mistakes and look at this person's flaws. Don't listen to him. Doesn't matter if what, he's, what the person trying to improve things is saying is correct or is the right thing to do. You can find flaws in that person. You can find flaws, but can you find the same flaws that go against what they're preaching? Yes. That's, that's the hypocrite. We are all hypocrites. That's what Jesus said. It is, there's no question that you're a hypocrite, that I'm a hypocrite, that every person on this fucking earth is a hypocrite. And when you... All society is. It's just an aggregate of people. So, of course, a society is hypocritical. Of course, but it matters when you're trying to do good. It does. And it, it matters when you're aspiring to be better than you are. But when and where are we trying to do good when we have our own bullshit going on? That's the ultimate conversation that okay. I'm trying to have. So we, When are we trying to do good? And we have our own bullcrap going on. So we have, you know, the worst economic injustice, right? The worst out of any country, about just at any time in history. We've had, we have very poor people. Most people are fairly poor. And then we have the mega, 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 mega fucking rich people, right? I'm that's, rich, bitch! That's our society. And we all aspire to be in the mega times 12 bracket. Unfortunately, we're not going to be. Because statistically, it's just very improbable. So, because of that, should we not give aid to any other country no so we shouldn't be giving we aid. should take care of home first we shouldn't be giving aid to countries that are starving to death we should take Even care of home first how dare i give money to another country where somebody's starving xyz yet i walk past my fellow man and I'll just keep walking, and I won't even give him another look. Around. Even though he's not how starving. dare we do that? Even though he's forty and not starving, he's eating every. How do you know day. he's not starving? Well, I'm just—it's hypothetical. Okay, hypothetically, how do you know he's not starving? Because he's fat. Let's just say that. Okay. He's fat. Okay. That literally him. means you can't starve because you have you have nutrition in your body to to take from. So, we should, we should give the person that is relatively poor, in terms of the most rich society in the world, money, before we give people that are 
extremely, absolutely poor in the worst sense in another country. What I'm saying is... Just because we live in proximity to them. What I'm saying is, if there's a poor, homeless person who is in my family, whether it's a result of drugs, whether it's a result of hard knock life, whatever it's a result of, I'm going to take care of my family member before I take care of a random motherfucker off the street. Relatively poor, though. We have to think in relatives because it is relative. So what you... Under any circumstance, if somebody in my family is struggling, I'm going to take care of that struggling person in my family before I'm going to take care of a struggling person off the street. Because even with that struggling person in my family that I know, you know, they did this, they did that, they shouldn't have did this, they shouldn't have did that. What I still know is that's my family. What the United States knows is we the United States. So before I'm looking out for another country, how dare I look out for another country and I ain't looking out for my own country. And even if that means I'm not going to give you money or I'm not going to give you food, but I am going to look into what types of uh, help that's out there that I can expose you to or what type of treatment is out there that I can expose you to, how dare I look at another country that I don't know if these people own these commercials, if these people own whatever okay. it is that we we're saying know. that is faking know. the funk or whatever. We don't, have to, we don't have to muddy the waters. We do know that they're much more poor than we do. Than we, are. We, we know that. It's not my there's, job. There's no way to muddy it's the waters. It's not my job to overlook what's going on in my own household to see what's going on in somebody else's. My okay. go out to it's them kids job. and all that type of stuff they had that it, crap going on. It may not be your job. But I'm not going to overlook what's going on every day that I see because I've seen on TV and they stroked my emotions what was going on with somebody somewhere else. It may not be your job, but it might be the better thing to do. To help somebody else somewhere that I can't see as opposed to where I can see that potentially overall at the end of the day could build up my economy. Okay, imagine this. Imagine that everyone in the United States made a million dollars a year, and it was completely equal. We lived in a com communistic society, <laughs> but we lived in a very rich communistic society, so everybody had yachts and abundance of food and cars and clothes and whatever they want. But we still had that one person that made $999,000 instead of a million. Yet, the world is making, on average, $40. It had $40 to feed a family. And they're starving to death. You still don't see an opportunity to help the poor. I mean, that's a scenario. And of course, with your scenario, right. I see what you're saying. That's of the logic. Course. That's the logic that I'm saying. So it should follow... It should follow, no matter the scenario, right? The logic should follow. The logic should follow, but the logic that you just presented as a scenario is not the logic of what reality is. But that's the whole point of reason. It's, it's following the logic, right? It should apply regardless. And if it, if it applies regardless, it's true. If it doesn't, then you might want to tweak it because... That is somewhat, I mean, we don't live in a communistic society, and we do have very poor people in America. However, our poorest people in America 
are so much better than the middle class in most places in the in the world. And so at that point, we pick and we choose, which proves my point. We pick and choose. Well, they're not as bad off as somebody else in another country. So we worried about these other countries and we're not worried about us? Because what that proves well, why to me... They, why do they have to be at crosshairs? Why can't they just be, we're worried about both? Because we're not worried about both. We are worried about both. What are we doing I'm in America? I'm worried about both. I didn't say you weren't. We as Americans aren't worried about both. I think we are. I mean, I don't think we are as enough as we should be, but... How many commercials do you see exposing poverty within the United States? As opposed to how many commercials that you see... Exposing poverty in other countries or whatever. How much? Even a step beyond that or whatever. I see motherfucking infomercials and stuff, and true enough, they like in the middle of the night or whatever. Don't ask me what I'm doing in the middle of the night podcast because I'm up in the conversation. But at the middle of the night, I see infomercials or whatever. They're promoting the well being and shit of animals. I'm not against animals. I like animals. I'm scared of animals. But, I mean, I like them. You know, it is what it is. But we that worried about an animal over in Africa as opposed to this homeless man who's standing on the street right where we're standing and stuff. Come on, man. We pick and choose. We pick and choose what we want to be relevant. And I don't care how you try to clean it up. We pick yeah. and choose what we, we do. want to be relevant. We do. But th- there's nothing wrong with that. Everything is wrong with that. I care about an animal in a whole other country before I care about my fellow man that I see every day. That's not what I'm saying. Because you donate $10 a month to, uh, to protect wildlife. But you want to give $10 mean, to the person that you see. But who says that? America we says do. that. We we do give $10. I do. I literally do. You keep saying you. I'm not saying you. I'm saying America as a whole. But I'm the not country is made up me. a lot of me's. It's not just me. It's, it's And a it's lot a of made people. up of a lot of people who and, keep driving and won't look their direction. And, and I want equality between races. And I want equality between classes. And I want... So, so what I'm saying is the... The you're you're picking out flaws in America that are true. I'm trying to say those are true as well. We shouldn't ignore everything else because we have we have our own faults. Because there's other shit going on in the world besides America. And at the end of the day, what's more important? That we're Americans or that we're earth beings? That we are Americans. No. And I will tell you why. That's nationalistic. If something was happening in your household and it needed to be addressed, would you address something that's happening outside of your household before you address what's in your household? Okay. Let, Let me... I would try to address both. It's not, in your household, where my brother, household is never going to be perfect. Understandable. So shit goes wrong. Understandable, but at the point that something it presents itself, and it presents itself as an issue in your household, and at the same time something presents itself as an issue in the world, would you try to address your household first, or would you try to address the world first? Okay, 
let me follow your logic. But let's let's scale it up. Let's say my wife is dying. Or I don't have a wife. But let's say that somebody in my family is dying and I have the choice to save 50% of the planet or somebody in my family. Which would you go with? 50% of the planet. Hey, I mean, teach it on, man. <laughs> I would. I really would. I think I would because I have a love for humans that is not determined by my proximity to them. Okay. There you go. <laughs> I, I'm more of a... There's a philosopher. His name is Kant. And there's a, a thing called... Um, well, basically, it's just... It, it's utility. And what utility is, is basically like a happiness plus, you know, peacefulness. You know, it's well-being. And it says that you should act in the manner of increasing the most utility. And so the moral ethic of 50% 50 of the population dying, which is over 3.5 billion people compared to one person, the utility of possibly saving half of the world is, you know, 3.5 billion times higher than just one person. And the, it it argues that's the right decision instead of the selfish decision. I'm not saying that's the the absolute moral argument to make, but I would say that I would probably fall more into the... 50% saving the 50% of the world compared to somebody in my family and I would by the way I would hope somebody in my family if I was the one dying to save half of the world instead of me I would hope they'd pick that choice too well, I'm selfish <laughs> and I'm selfish as fuck <laughs> ain't no way in the world anybody in my family would be dying from anything and I would be like oh yeah but I could save humanity my family is my family, and humanity, as quick as I save them, can turn their back on me. My family ain't finna do that, and even if they did, at the end of the day, they still my family, whether they want to deal with it or not. Hey, well, that's respectable at the same time, so, you know. It's interesting, man. All right, well, I think we've, I think that's about it. We, we went a little long, but we are making up for uh, past time. Hey, thank y'all for tuning in. Let us know what y'all think, man. Yeah, uh, let us know what you think of 100 days of Trump, the Trump's President Trump's first 100 days. Also, weigh in on this uh, moral uh, argument, I guess you can say, that, that me and Marlon had. I think it was pretty productive because I think it's a real one that you know people think about and it's not expressed much. But uh, yeah, write us in at the sfpod at gmail.com. 
or uh, you know, just come and say hey to us in real life. Whatever the fuck you want to do, <laughs> we're not your, your we're not your parents. Do whatever the fuck you want to do. <laughs> All right, later, guys. All right, have Matt, a good night. This is Matty P. Ronnie G. Signing off. Later, guys. So you want to join my country, don't you? You want to be an American citizen, right? Well, before you enter, let me tell you a little bit about me, America, and my people, okay? Here. Hi, my name's America, and we live life the freeway. Yeah, I said America, but spelled my name with three Ks. Oops, I mean C-A. That was my mistake. But here's a few reasons why in my land, we great. Well, first, we're the land of the free and home of the brave. <laughs> Not really. See, when you're with me, you're my slave. Yeah, financially, here are some things to expect. You go to school, graduate, and then end up in debt. But don't worry, we have loans for your situation. But then you'll have to pay that back with extra stipulations. Babies are in debt, too. That's a horrible man. But when you're born, you already owe 42 grand. And we say home of the free. But freedom hasn't risen. I'm the world leader in sending people to prison. And let me mention, our politicians are simply business. They don't care about your rights come on now you tripping at 18 you can vote and blindly join the army but you can't drink till 21 mm, sounds alarming but don't worry live your life and have some bogus fun i said too much what's a distraction look a pokemon america protects justice not me a copy killing civilian i let them go scot-free when michael vick was killing dogs people held the grudge so whose life do i value the most you be the judge but remember, don't ever, ever, ever say America values an animal's life more than a human's, even though that's completely true. And don't you ever peacefully protest about anything, because if you do, there will be repercussions and deep discussions of speakers bluffing, pretending like they hear your problems, but they're hearing nothing. And now we're trying to ban guns by Second Amendment. We tried the same thing years ago with the prohibition, yet people still got drunk. That didn't help much, so if you're getting robbed without your gun, well, good luck. Oh, before you enter, we get Give you this easy quiz that even my own citizens have problems with. Don't believe me? Who's the chief justice of my country? Yeah, right, you have nothing. His name is John Roberts, but that really doesn't matter. Just spin, 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 and watch your wallet get flatter. Come live your American dream. We can get it rolling. And while you at it, don't forget our motto and our slogan. We're the land of the free and home of the brave. Welcome to America. Please enjoy your chains. <laughs>